Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Hi. We're here with a guest. We'll introduce her in a second. Awesome. But first, I want to talk about open to synchronicity. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh, my God. I got a story to tell. Well, first, this is well, for first, entertainment purposes only. Yes. We're not responsible for your actions and feelings. But we do care. I care. Yeah, Kathy cares. Um, <laughs> that still cracks me up. She does care. So um, our guest today is a friend of a friend. Her name is Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Hi Dawn. Hey. We just met her. I Walked know. in the kitchen. <laughs> so that's basically it. Yeah. We're like, we don't be, do that either. Anne was like, should be good for the podcast. So she like, was sent I, to us from yeah. Anne, uh, who talked with us about meditation. Fantastic episode. A month check or it so out. ago. Yeah, check it out. And she's like, you know, my friend Dawn has a lot in common with you girls. It would be fun. I was like, all right. We had a conversation on the phone. And Donna was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, because yeah, I have to say, I love that a lot of people want to be guests on our podcast, which I really <laughs> love. And we don't yeah. take everybody. I have to say we don't. Yeah, there are people the- who ask us and I'm like, what do you want to talk about? I think they just <laughs> want to hang out with us, which is fine. We are fun. We, we are, are crowd pleasers. We are very much crowd pleasers. <laughs> we are crowd pleasers. So go ahead. We'll, oh, OK, so, so let's start like in the fall. When Susan of the North was here. Yeah. And our rune reading, specifically my rune reading, she said with great difficulty, um, was about being open to synchronicity. And so to me, being open to synchronicity has been a regular theme of mine since the fall. And so um, Kathy and I were talking about uh, being open to synchronicity and how things just seem to be showing themselves in really odd ways. So you told me a story today, Kathy. Okay, this is a great story. So first of all, for everybody who kind of knows me, everybody on, who's listening kind of knows me. Okay, so I've been working <laughs> with a new spirit guide, and it's really been hard for me. I'm going through transition spiritually, and it's taking a lot out of me. I'm emotionally kind of like really trying to be focused spiritually aligned uh because i'm going through i have different responsibilities so i have a new supervisor (laughs) (laughs) so gabriel and i had to he basically gave me my pink slip that is not what i was talking about well i'm setting it up i have to set it up you don't let me set up let me set up okay so this is the setup so Basically, Gabriel is always going to be my charismatic adult um, in the spirit realm, but um, I think his assignment is done, and so I've been given a higher source, a higher vibration. It is very intimidating. It's like working with Donna every day <laughs> in the spirit realm. So the spirit. So I'm now working with Metatron. He handed me my file, and this is I got work to do. And he is very intimidating, and not intimidating, but he's got a very serious kind of vibration. And he doesn't take sh- my shit. And I'm afraid I'm going to lose my personality because I can't be fun. It's like, you got work to do, you know? And I'm like, Donna's, in- Donna's here all the time. <laughs> I'm working with Donna. Now I can't get rid of her. And I cry in my spirit. And the funny thing is, Henry's so understanding. It's okay. It'll work out. You know, it's like, anyway. So I've been a little loopy. Because I've been really in the higher chakras realm and I'm in the cosmic realm a lot. So it's really hard for me to come up and down. So my friend, Christina, I'm going to say Christina. Yes. She's the Moralchemist. The Moralchemist. The Moralchemist. And she's so, she's a philosopher. And so she brings a lot of insight uh, in my life and it's very helpful. And I really appreciate her very much. So when I am really in the spirit realm and she's with me, it's not fun sometimes because she's like, can you just come down? Can we just have a conversation? <laughs> and so we're having, <laughs> we're having dinner yesterday. We went out to dinner. She came to visit, which was the best. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I space out. I don't know where the fuck I went. I don't know where I went. And she's looking at me. She's like, oh, God, we're going to have this conversation. Like, she knows when I check out and I'm, <laughs> I go upstairs and I come back down. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, why do I gather dead cats? <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, we were just talking about our families and traveling, what we're doing. And I'm like, I don't know. I was thinking about why do I always get called to bury the dead cats? Which is a bunny trail because that's something you and I have in common. Wait, I let me finish okay. my story. You have to let me finish the story. Go ahead. So 
so I said to her, so the conversation, and I'm not even exaggerating, was fucking 45 minutes about cats. Okay. Dead cats. Why am I gathering the experience? And she's trying to philosophize me. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Why am I talking about this? So I'm kind of laughing about it. And then all of a sudden, we start talking about cats. And then it goes to aliens, right? (laughs) So she's like, Kathy, she goes, I really think now she's not like I said, she's a philosopher. So she's work with the mind, not the spirit. She goes, I have I have a message for you. I think you're part of the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki, you know, the the gods from the aliens. You know, we're like the gods. And I'm like, for real? Like, that is the most powerful spiritual myth, you know, myth thing ever. And so Anun- tell everybody what that okay, is. So I had to look at it because I know what Anunnaki is, but I can't explain things. So the Anunnaki, um, they're a group of deities that appeared in mythological traditions of like ancient Sumerians. And the Babylonians. Did I say that right? Yes. Uh, I say things wrong. (laughs) The Babylonians. You know those baby lions? Were were they baby lions or the Anunnaki baby lions? Anunnaki baby lions. lions. (laughs) So the descriptions of the Anunnaki were that the role they fulfilled were inconsistent because it's kind of going back, like, I would say, it's not on here. I don't know. Just say a kajillion. I would say 2,500 BC, like um, before or zero, before zero, before Christ or before zero. Okay. Or just zero uh, year, whatever you believe. So anyway, they're really powerful as they were a force that coming like alien forces. They were the first to say uh, before life. Now, uh, Stephen Hawking actually believed in aliens and talked a lot about this. So that's how I know about the Anunnaki because I like to follow quantum physics even though i don't sound smart i do like to <laughs> soak, <laughs> i do soak in as much information as possible so the bottom line is we went from fucking cats and why the cats follow me yeah and how i bury cats and that i am alien force right so so that was that so i tell don so christina comes back home with me right this, there's a thing that goes with it. so I'm going to say his name, Joshua. Yeah, yeah, our king of wands. Our king of wands. I'm going to call and give him a shout out because he's amazing. So our friend Joshua, who's a great support of our sisters, went buying stuff that I needed for for things. And he sent a package. And he sent a card. Okay. Now, we just had this hour conversation about about cats and aliens. And I opened. (laughs) Is that crazy? And I open up the card, and it's a cat in an alien suit. And Christine and I fall to the floor, (laughs) screaming. And Henry's like, what is going on? And I tell him, I had an hour conversation about cats and aliens. (laughs) And I get a card that... Next I'm going to take a picture of it and put it on the uh, Instagram. I sent a cat dressed in an alien. So basically, this is my (laughs) self-portrait. So basically, my new cosmic realm that I'm working on is me. So, so I'm no longer, I'm no longer a psychic in a sage suit. I'm a cat in an yeah. alien suit. Yeah. So I'm sure. So I've, I've evolved. <laughs> <You've> morphed. <laughs> I've morphed. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> That's so being open to synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nuts, man. That was fun. That so can you believe that? That's the story. That's what I, everybody's looking at me. Dawn's like, I don't. I don't think I should have come in the door. <laughs> I Dawn's having second Dawn, thoughts Dawn's now. Dawn's like, you know, I think that you know, I'll tell Anne you were really nice, but I don't think I'm gonna get out. It work out. You don't see this now, but Dawn is actually stepping back towards the door. No, I'm not. No, getting, no. Her, <laughs> getting her keys. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so don and i were just having this conversation about you know my first cat like i'm not going to talk i could talk about this for now that that would be boring but basically uh when i thought about it in my lifespan i have buried been brought dead cats i was seven times seven times i'm similar first of all the first thing that comes to mind if we go back to the story of accountability of what started out that crazy day that I had with dad that ended with yeah. the son of Sam. Yeah. True story. Listen to that episode. It's, it's accountability. It started out with a dead cat or a cat that got right, hit by right, a car right. that, that died story. here yeah. in yeah. this porch. And the crazy girl who crazy. It was crazy. Dead cat thing. But uh, as a teenager, house sat for a teacher and her cat died in my lap. 
perfectly healthy cat decided it's time it's was time. Done. Time done. Crawled into my lap. I was watching TV and it started to flutter like <laughs> like oh, like shallow breathing. And then all of a sudden, like dead. And when I called her, she was like, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I was like, what do you want me to do with the dead cat? I was like a teenager. I was like, what do I do? (laughs) And then my boyfriend came over. We buried it in the backyard. And then we did like a little Buddhist thing, a little prayer and stuff for it. And the teacher was like, well, that was nice. You didn't have to do that. I was like, what? She's very like, she reminded me of mom. Like, it's a dead cat. And then (laughs) then a few... uh, like 10 years ago, I was uh, checking on someone's house. They were vacationing at Martha's Vineyard all summer, and their housekeeper came once a week. And I went over a couple days a week to water their trees and check on their house and feed the cat. And one day, this, the housekeeper called me and said, I don't see the cat. I smell the cat. And I was like, okay. Oh, so I had to Ew, go man. over there that's that's gross. and scour this McMansion for a fucking dead cat, which I found. And then I had to drive it to oh my the God. vet to be cremated. And the funny thing is they were like, what's the name of the cat? I was like, I have no idea. Oh my God. So then, so his name was so Mr. Then cat. The Mr. Little, dead cat. The little overactive <laughs> vet techs were like, where did you get this cat? Like, I was like, oh, I'm just checking on a house for this family. You can call her. And, of course, she's at Martha's Vineyard. She's not picking up her phone. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are these dead cats? Neighbor's cat. Yeah. Um, When I lived in New Paltz. Yeah. Came over. Crawled up on um our, our glider that we had on our right. porch. I walked by it going to work. I was like, oh, kitty cat's sleeping in the morning sun. Came home. Kitty, kitty cat's, cat's still sleeping. Kitty cat's still sleeping in the morning sun. Oh. Kitty cat's tired. Kitty cat's still there. I didn't even pay any attention. Kitty cat wants to be pet. Kitty cat. Kitty cat stiff, stiff as a board. Oh, light as a feather. Again, not my cat. Not my cat. Not my cat. Oh my god. I yeah. know. I. I. But they're always brought to me. They're the people bring them to me. Like, what you remember you when we lived in Rosendale? Yeah. Yeah, Ian, the cat Ian, the neighbor. I don't want to say the name out loud because anyway, the neighbor's cat, their cat died and they we didn't meet the neighbors yet. And I got a knock on the door and she's crying, holding her dead cat. And she goes, I don't know where to go, but can you help me with my cat? My cat's dead. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Because you weren't there because I had I to, was working. I was working there, five jobs. Listen, I was just trying to be. Listen, yeah, d- stop it. <laughs> so I had the cat. So I had the cat, and I go, okay. The cat was still vibrating. <gasps> the energy Ooh. hadn't left yet. Yeah, yeah. So I was in my spirit space at that time. Thank God. So I had to let the cat go. So apparently, I really think that I am like, I don't know, a doula for cat, <laughs> cat doula, death doula, a I death doula. But in the spirit realm. Maybe I, they, I am, I am the one that brings them over. Like I you have, have some kind. I have to usher, so I have, I have a crown. I have a crown somewhere in the cat land. <laughs> <laughs> and they come to me to. Or say, is it an alien costume? Probably an alien costume. Probably that, but I'll wear it, and I just kind of bring them to the safe space. But yeah, that's what's happened. That's what's happened. I've had cats call me and then die. And what I mean, call me not on the phone. <laughs> You're weird, but not that weird. Not that weird. You know, like Sally Ann's cat. Sally Ann, remember she called me. Now, first of all, she called me and she, she called me and asked if she didn't ask me. She just said, oh, I'm having trouble with my computer. I was like, I'm the last person you're going to call to help with your computer. And I just got up and said, OK, I'll be right over. I yeah. said, why am I going to Sally Ann's house? I'm driving. It's seven o'clock at night. Why am I driving in my pajamas to go help somebody that I don't know how to use computers and blah, blah, blah. And I walk in and her cat looks at me, Simba, and then the bladder yeah. drops and meowed at me. And I had to take the cat and the hysterical Sally Ann to the vet, put the cat down. And I said, that's why the cat called me. Yeah. There's something to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am part of the Anunnaki. That's very powerful. That's like Chris. That's like dark crystal shit. That's like <laughs> that's, that's like, like dark crystal <laughs> shit. 
that's beyond stuff yet, right? Yeah, that's pretty. I got to go find the shard. I got things to do. You got things to do. You got to go. Just <laughs> drop, mic the, drop the mic. The mic. Now, Dawn and I are talking about traffic <laughs> and the weather. And I got to go find a shard to save the world, to bring the worlds together. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was very fascinating. It's very fascinating. Yeah, I'll post the picture of that the card oh that God. Josh sent of <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> And I kind of like the expression of the cat. The cat <laughs> is absolutely hating this costume, which is hilarious. Like, no, giving no Not fucks. having it. No fucks. Not having it. No fucks. I'm absolutely convinced that we are here on Earth at the pleasure of cats. Oh, we amuse Because cats are dicks. They're big I am dicks. the leader of dicks. <laughs> you of speak the phallic, dick. Of the phallic world. You speak dick. I speak phallic. You speak cat dick. <laughs> <laughs> speak cat phallic. This is okay. not why Dawn came. <laughs> Dawn again, slowly walking backwards outside the front door. And? Yeah. <laughs> She's like she a- wants her money back. <laughs> I don't blame her. Oh, my God. It's very exciting. Okay, so go ahead, Dawn. Let's be serious for a second. <laughs> I'm just writing down speak cat dick because I don't want to forget that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna it's need funny. a translator. Henry's here. Henry's here. Hi, Henry. We're recording. Come okay. on in. Okay, come on in. So, let's yes. get serious. Let's get serious. So, oh, we have a lot one to of talk the reasons about. why Anne thought that Dawn would be a great guest on our podcast is that uh, you have. Well, we believe in the uh, journey of true health and mind, body, and spirit. Yes. And you are a yoga teacher. I am. And you are a yoga teacher here in the Hudson Valley. I so am. let's do a little background about that. Let's talk about yoga before we talk about other stuff. So you teach, you're in Dutchess County. I am in Dutchess County. Okay. And where do you, where do you teach? I teach at, um, the bulk of my classes are at Gold's Gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach about four classes a week there. And Is then that the one that just had the comic book show? Yes. It was a mob scene. Yeah. My boyfriend sold his stuff there. Did he? Yeah. He I, did I well, it was re- he did well. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was full. The parking lot. I went on Saturday to take a class. I had to park like the yeah. rail trail is there. I <laughs> yeah. Had to park on the rail trail. Oh, I love the rail. I, yes, I have gone by there. Yes. Yes. But I, I really enjoy working at the gym. Uh, and then a couple I work at a studio in Fishkill, one in LaGrange, and do some privates and just kind of... You yeah, bounce around? I do bounce around. I and like that. And your new project with Anne is a mind-body workshop. So I'm going to be doing the... Um, starting off with getting the physical body ready, and then Anne is going to take, take, take them into bliss. So that's really great. That sounds really it. great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's bliss meditation, right? Blissful meditation. Blissful. Blissful. Yep. Thank you. Blissful yep. meditation. We're going to post that. Yeah, we'll post that. You look very serious in headphones. Sophie's sick today, so Kathy's doing dual duties. I'm substitute, and it's very confusing because I can hear myself and then hear myself again. But that headphones on. I'm just going to take video of that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a special needs kid right now. <laughs> Amazed at her own voice. <laughs> they say with special needs kids come special needs parents. That's there so true. Go. That's right. And I'm proud. I'd and I'm proud. Yes. So um now let's talk about how you how did you get to yoga? How did I get Speaking to yoga? Speaking of open for synchronicity. Hmm. I started some Somebody told me that it would probably be helpful if I learned how to meditate, mm-hmm. which is really a very foreign thing to me because I'm really high energy. Um, sitting still for any amount of time is a challenge for me. So uh, when I was told that, I figured I'd try yoga. And I kind of didn't want to sweat. I needed yeah. to do some. Yeah. I, I hate sweating. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to sweat. Well, all of those things have become not true. You, yeah. do, sw- you do sweat in yeah. yoga, but <laughs> that was my thought at first. So really, I knew nothing, nothing about yoga or meditation. I started taking at Gold's Gym with a really, uh, really good teacher. 
She was very soft-spoken, and it was a very quiet practice, and I was really attracted to it. And after a short period of time, I thought, you know, this is something I really need to learn about, not only on the physical level, but on the spiritual level. Um, and that's when I ended up at Carmel. I started taking um, my teacher training, and, uh, and that's it. It's just like snowballed, and I've gone from it being a entertaining part of my life to being what I do. I teach yoga full time, and mm-hmm. I just I love it. Mm. And one of the things you have in common with Kathy is that you have a daughter with special needs. I do. I do have a daughter. She's 24 now. And uh, yeah. And super beautiful. We just saw a picture <laughs> of her. Yeah. Super stunning. Cutie. Yes. So, so I, the one thing that I, when we were talking before, we got to know each other a little bit and I really appreciated that is talking about our practice, right? So the one thing that I love is that I heard that you use uh, yoga as a spiritual practice as well. Because some people don't do that. Some mm-hmm. people look at yoga as a physical core, hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, getting mm-hmm. their core selves mm-hmm. together. But I think it's starting to change a bit where people are looking at yoga as a spiritual experience. And I think that's a really healthy direction. That's an amazing direction. So I wanted to kind of link that part of our conversation on like when I started my spiritual practice and when it comes to Donovan and why. It just happened to go that way. And one of the moments that changed my life was it wasn't necessarily Donovan that triggered me to do my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. I was already on that path, Mm -hmm. but it accelerated that because Mm -hmm. I needed to do that to cope with having a special needs child. And I was even though we were joking before, but it's true with special needs kids, there are special needs parents Mm -hmm. there. There's a certain kind of trauma that happens to us when we are overloaded with caregiving responsibilities and we have to advocate for services and we have to advocate Mm -hmm. for their needs to be met when it's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so I'll start on mine and then maybe we can just kind of carry that conversation. So in 2002, I, you know, I was a, uh, I was a victim. I'm now a survivor of domestic violence and and as people have heard the podcast before, so I, I won't get too far into it because we've talked about it. So I had that near death, that death experience mm-hmm. I had led me to see that see myself in third person and realize I had to investigate why I was able to see certain kinds of visions and vibrations that were around me and and people to me it was angels and and i had a jesus experience literally right and so having that so my my body and my spirit came together in my vision so therefore it was Mm -hmm. tangible to me so i started going to seminary independent seminary not like to me i'm like "Eh, whatever it's just experience and i'm very grateful for it but I started that journey of what's really happening here, what's really going on, what I need to be doing in mm-hmm. my life. So through my practice, through my education, Donovan ha- at a very young age had to be institutionalized. He had to go to a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And what you and I were talking about um, at a very young age, he was four years old. He celebrated his fifth birthday in a mental hospital. And that tore me like like the you cannot imagine and i'm sure some of you out there who've experienced this and very few have where you have to drop your four-year-old child Mm. into the hands of strangers and an institution and trust them because his needs he was so violent so not able to self-regulate i could not i tried everything possible you know my heart was completely broken. It was the worst day. It was it's it was literally I think I'm not a drinker. I I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I drank that day. You know, like mm. it's it really was something that you can't, right? So what it ended up happening is I started to do a lot of self-actualization in the process because I was that's not that's not in my nature to go in the direction of depression. Mm-hmm. That's just not, mm. you know, I have it, but I just don't want it. So right. I'm just not gonna do it. Nor is drinking. You know, so I was like, wait, this is not the way to go. So what do I do with this? So through the weeks, I was getting phone calls from friends. And they were all like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for you. I feel it was a lot of I'm, what was me? Oh, what mm-hmm. was you? Oh, that's too bad. But didn't offer anything else. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, what the hell? I was like, you know, I really got a little like, this doesn't make sense. Why aren't people coming to my house? Like, why am I not? There was also a lot of like, well, did you try? Did you hit? Did you? Did you, you know, did you try disciplining your kid? Did you try, did you try beating your kid? <laughs> did you try gluten-free? Did, did you try gluten-free you know, diet? The red dyes. The red, the red dyes. Red dye. Really bad. Have you tried lavender soap? I wanted to punch that hippie mom. <laughs> so bad I that day i was like i literally tried to exercise my kid out like i like i was trying everything under the sun so the one thing that you know i teach uh i teach parenting classes and i also teach orientation to certain organizations about parent perspective and the one thing that you and i have in common is we have kids that that don't have casserole diseases nope. and casserole we call that casserole disease in our fail in our special needs parents is because when your kid is diagnosed with a mental illness, people are not coming over to your house and dropping off casseroles. They're not dropping off. They're not. They're not doing fundraisers for you. They're not. Uh, they're not congregating. They're not. And it's it's a stigma that hurts. It's a stigma that I even like. Even though I'm like so mm-hmm. like aware, it brings me to tears. Yes. Like, um, a great friend of mine did a GoFundMe and it didn't, Mm. it was great. The people who did were my closest friends, but it didn't span out where if, if a child had a physical illness or, uh, an illness that's anything other than mental illness, people are raising thousands and thousands of dollars. People are going to come to your house. If I said, God forbid, God forbid Donovan had cancer. I would have no there the 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 mental health the the hospitalization is there they have hospitals for that people would donate people would I would get every care in the world and we were just talking about the time that Donovan was officially diagnosed and had to get care I was making almost seventy thousand dollars a year I had the top state mm-hmm. insurance it cost a thousand dollars a day for him to be in the hospital he was there six months at a time two or th- like once a year. Well, actually I'd say more than that because he would go there once, twice a year. So it'd be months and months at right. a time. So a thousand dollars a day, I was $80,000 in debt and I was paying all the co-pays. His medication cost $3,000 a month. The care for him to go to school because he had to get institutionalized because he had to go into residential care. So in a matter of one year, the state paid $423,000 to care for one child. And all I was asking for is to get disability so that I could stay home with my child. And during my flow of taking care of Donovan and trying to do self-actualization and trying to do self-care, try to keep the relationships I had, try to heal from having domestic Mm -hmm. violence abuse, dealing, still dealing with him because he was threatening my life every five seconds and blaming me because our child was... So the list can go on and on and on so here we are as a as a group trying to find each other to say i validate how hard it was for you to have a special needs kid i validate how struggling it is to fight an institution that's broken that won't help so i was forced to quit my job and go and get and that and guess what all my bills were paid once I got help, once I was able to get a little bit of Medicaid help, all his medications were paid for free, uh, but I was homeless. I was homeless because I had to. I still had to pay my eighty thousand dollar debt, and I still had to pay for his some of his medications. It's it's like, it, it's a it's a cycle that just doesn't work. It's a cycle that doesn't stop, and getting to know you. And of course, I'm going to let you talk. I just wanted to give you that. I just wanted to give the feedback of where yeah. I was coming from because I don't think I was that specific when we, on the podcast. Like I, the audience doesn't really know the specifics of that. Right. Is this is that my son is now 17 years old. And I think that finally and maybe since 2016, there's been any progressive talk about getting help for uh, the for children with mental health. I just want to add one more thing for fact 
is that um, I am I am very proactive in legislation and legislative uh, communications, and I'm very close with some of the senators who work mm-hmm. on this, who are very who are big advocates. Yeah, Kathy goes to Albany. I go to a Albany couple times a year, yeah, actually, to, to advocate for mental health support with families. Yes, I just want to say I just want to say Mark Molinaro. I want to give a shout out. I don't yeah. know if he listens. To this, he's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, he, but I just want to say yeah, that he ran our, for governor of New York yeah. State and. Um, this is the first like I was openly supportive Republican. Republican. In yeah, my he's life. our first. <laughs> he's the first openly that Republican. I would say yes, I would vote for him. He uh, he has he has done so much for uh, for the counties that we live in. Um, it's just like we can go on and on about this, sure. but I just want to say that um, we're trying very hard in New York State to be progressive and trying to help. But you're gonna listen to these to her story. And, and my story about how far we've had to come because your daughter is how old? She is 24. Okay, so I'm going to let you tell your story and now oh we'll come together. So my Kayla story, let's see. So um, starting, I knew that there was um, developmental issues going on pretty young, 18 months or so I knew. Um, and then it just seemed at every turn you had to fight. You had to fight fight for any little service that you could get back then barely any services for younger kids were out there there was early intervention and uh, she was not even walking at 18 months and the only services she got was a little bit special uh, a little bit of what they called special ed and that was about it because she had functional skills she was getting around the house she was able to keep up um Finally, when she became school age, then she, or at least preschool age, then she was able to get into get some time in a uh, a preschool program. But it was only a couple of hours. But at least it was some time, and um, it was important time for me as well because it gave me a break because the demand um, of her being at home was starting to get. She was growing, but her skills weren't growing. Right, right. right. Her language wasn't there. So we were having, you know, trying to figure out what it was she needed. At that time, I had other kids in the house, uh, my son and other children that I was caring for. And uh, they were very good. <laughs> the kids were very yeah. good. At, they were better interpreters yeah. than I was. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, tell, I tell a story where Donovan was two. He wasn't that verbal. And he he had like anxiety breakdowns every day of screaming and crying. Mm-hmm. And Sophie was uh, eight years old at the time. And I was like, Donovan, what's wrong? What can I do? What can I do? Well, I was doing dishes at the time. And I had a red, uh, an or- a blue glove and a yellow glove on. And Sophie was like, Aunt Donna, try taking your gloves off. And I was like, what? And I took the gloves off and Sophie recognized his anxiety that my, because he has a bit of OCD, Mm -hmm. that my mismatched dish gloves were sending him to a place that was freaking him out. And if it wasn't for Sophie, I don't know what would have happened. She is a Donovan Whisperer. She is a Donovan Donovan Whisperer. Whisperer. She does that now. Yeah. 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 They just, they, on some level, they just got Kayla better than I did at times. Or at least maybe they weren't emotionally involved. Right. Right. Because you carry, you you carry all that baggage of your, the mother. You should know your child. And why can't I? Exactly. Exactly. Why can't I get it? So they, they were. So, uh, you know, big shout out to them. They, they were very, very good. the trying to get services on a school level became oh please ridiculous um there was that whole silence between you know teachers couldn't they could give me ideas what services kayla needed um but they couldn't outright make recommendations to the cse or the preschool they it was like a, a whole you know 
there was not enough funding there, I think, was half of the problem. Um, so as of coming out of preschool, Kayla really needed a, a really specific type of education, and I felt it was ABA. She needed applied yeah. behavioral yeah. analysis, that she wasn't catching on the way. Her learning style was not a typical learning style, and she really needed, we needed to really keep track of what she was learning, what she was retaining, and what she was losing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we went through that. I started that about uh, about a year before she started to go, would be transitioning. And um, it, was, it was a guessing game. Her, at that point, her diagnosis was still unclear because she wasn't fitting into any, she wasn't uh, clearly autistic. She wasn't clearly just um, ha- mm. mentally handicapped. It, she was mm-hmm. doing a lot of hand-wringing. We were ending, but so I couldn't get her where she needed to be because she didn't have the right diagnosis. Right, right, right. I just, I wrote a short story about our experience with Donovan and I said, it's like, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle Mm -hmm. that you get little pieces every day and you come home and Kathy and I put our puzzle pieces on the table and you try really hard to figure out what the fuck is the picture. Right. But you don't know the picture. Nope. You just have these puzzle pieces Absolutely. and they accumulate. And sometimes it's a clear, it's like, oh, that's a line. This is a color. It makes sense. And other times it's just a puzzle piece. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, it belongs to something. You just don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, it, I, where she was, poli- where I knew I wanted her to go, the k- school in Kingston, it was a private school and I knew she needed to be there. They knew she needed to be there. But I just couldn't get the words right. I couldn't get anybody to say she was clearly in the autistic spectrum. Um, Thank gosh I did end up getting her there, I think only because I was not going to go away. Yay! (laughs) That's why we're special needs parents. Special needs kids come special needs parents. Yeah, I tabled a couple of CSE meetings. Nice. and, And I just was not going away. Good. Um, and finally, I remember when they sitting at the, the table and they offered me the two placements, one of which I wanted and one of which um, Caleb definitely was not going to fit into. And I couldn't even answer. I was like, did they say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one uh, so a person that was really supportive of me of just being she really right. was just there right. a person to support me and say say something say something hit me and I was like oh. so right. Kayla did get where she needed to go thank and god yes. yeah thank god thank, thank god. god she spent um she was there until she was 13 and um there is where we found out that she had the uh, diagnosis of Rett syndrome um which is a um it's a rare they're getting more and more children they're seeing that have it, girls that see that it only primarily girls. And uh, so she stayed there until she aged out. And yeah. then the next challenge came. Where does she go from yes. here? Yes. Well, we were just talking about, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. You know, we were just talking about how um, when Donovan, when he, we finally got the diagnosis that he had a communication disorder, um, and he has pervasive developmental disorder, which is like a higher, like mm-hmm. it's on the spectrum a little bit. He's on the higher spectrum of autism. And we were a, and, and bipolar because back it was not specified cause he was young, but right. he was very clear without medication. And again, I'm not, I'm not a medication fan, but it saved Donovan. So we love medication for this situation. Donovan needs to be on medication. He's been on about over 31 uh, cocktails, they call it cocktails mm. of medications to yes. see that it's worked. We finally have one that has stabilized him. And so uh, I love that the psychiatrists come to me and say, listen, I got this kid because I know every medication, Absolutely. how it affects, what it's going to do, how it's going to do it. it because is you have it's to know. You have to know how you're going to help your And it's kid. very difficult when they're trying all these different cocktails yeah. and you see your kid all of a sudden start wilting yeah. or you know you know their skin is crawling because of a medication right. that that you're trying and when you start the cocktails it's always that you have what did we add what do right. we need to right. take away right it was, it's yeah, a that's a st- it's struggle. a stressor it's a stressor and it's 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 a necessary evil it is, it's a necessary evil so 
With Donovan, I was concerned because he's so emotionally, he's, his diagnosis is very emotional. So mm-hmm. he is a very, uh, he cannot, he had a very difficult time self-regulating. Uh, now that he's 17 and he's got the right cocktail and he's a little older and he's mm-hmm. been in therapy since he was four, we see results. We yeah. are seeing the progress and yeah. results of his Because you're awesome. also um, battling natural hormones. Mm-hmm. Like teenagers are assholes anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so the raging hormones on <laughs> top of the mental illness, on top of the cocktail. On top of environment. On top Back. of the environment. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's a fucking nightmare it is, it's, a, it's a lot. So um, is that... If he was just emotionally disabled, the fear I have because he's going to be 18, and luckily I can kind of breathe a little bit because it's right. not, it, it is getting a little bit better, is that there's no placement for emotionally, uh, emotional disabilities. There's no residential. Nope. No. After 18, you're no. out. Like yeah. you can be in residential until. And so then you have the outside forces and then people are battling the, the, um, Justice Department, right? Because yeah. kids are getting arrested, right? And they yeah, have all this mental illness. Yeah. So when you when you're when you find out that your kid has some kind of diagnosis, finding out the like the long term and thinking long term, and then dealing with not enabling. We can talk. We can talk hours about this. <laughs> and we look at. She's just shaking her head at me like, oh, I don't know what you're saying. It's like, uh, you know, it's like you know, you don't want to enable your child because you're not. We're not going to be around forever. And that is a. That's and that is becoming more of an issue because once these kids are getting or young adults now are getting out of school age that have been in residential or that have been at home and going through school yeah now there's nothing for them as adults nothing there's nothing so the funding what i was going back on is that i just want to say i'm going to say this out loud i'm going to be brave i'm going to be my jaguar self our governor in new york spent wanted to spend two hundred thousand dollars to change the lights on one of the bridge one of the bridges (laughs) guess how much funding that we're getting for children's mental health and adolescents less than that we get a budget of like a couple million. It's like the lowest priority in our budget is children's mental health. It is so sad. Truly is. It's so sad the money that they spend on frivolous stuff when we need mental health services. Um, so and special needs services. You know, and so I think that we could talk so much about, you know, how we process, but I want to go back to um, how as we as parents, because we could talk about the kids forever, mm-hmm. and that's another that's a that's another podcast that we could probably talk about. Is I want to talk about how we as parents who have these responsibilities and caregivers. I want to add caregivers um, because you know I think Don is a caregiver, mm. and uh, so we don't necessarily have to be parents of, of no. kids. We can be nope. caregivers and lovers of our of our children. Uh-huh is this is like how do we collectively figure out how not to lose ourselves while we have this need that's on us all the time because i know for me i've had to overcome guilt yeah (laughs) can we just talk about guilt for an hour overcome guilt um how how neglected we neglect ourselves Mm -hmm. and then the neglect that we have the emotional neglect, the alienation, dealing with stigma, dealing with fighting. All we do is fight. Everything is a crisis. Mm-hmm. We yep. have an yep. episode called Crisis, how like everything is a crisis. So when when things start to, to, come, to slow down, how do we break out of crisis mode? Meditation. Right. My yoga. My right. Yeah. That's, right. that's, that's, that was my lifeline. That was my lifeline and how I... Ended up there, I just, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have my practice because I, no matter what I did, I would never take my time away from my kids or away because I felt like I had to be on high alert all the time. And I was on high alert all the time. I took already my very excitable personality and then put on this always feeling this urgent need to make sure that um, my child was safe, getting what she needed. Yeah. Um, what, what, where was the next shoe going to drop? Yeah. You, know. you live. That's how you live. Yeah. That's how you live. I just want to say that it's nice to meet another Fozzie Bear. Like, I just <laughs> realized... <laughs> 
when I was looking at you and I just wanted to say, oh, I should give her name. I was like, oh, Fozzie Bear. So we are twins. Like excited. I joke. I joke and say That's, that Kathy's Kathy's spirit guide is Fozzie Bear. So yes. I am fun. So so I do have Fozzie <laughs> Fozzie Bear because I'm always very excited. Like I, I have a high like you have a high energy. Uh, I like a lot of positivity, like blah, life's great. Yeah. Let's do this. And then even though we have this thing on That's us, right. it gets amplified because we have to compensate. Yeah. So it doesn't fall down. Yes. Right. Because I am not Sam the Eagle. I will never be <laughs> Sam the Eagle. Don't dare bring me Sam the Eagle. Right. I it's, agree. Right. I agree. So when I'm looking at you, I'm like, oh, my God, am I in love or is that like... <laughs> Or is this, is this a false? It's a girl crush. I was like, wait, wait, why do I, why do I want to just touch her arm right now? Like, what does she have? Oh, because she's like Fozzie, attracts like, like attracts like. I was like, oh, yep. Fozzie's in the house. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. That's a lot of pressure. It's a huge amount of pressure. It's a huge amount. And then, then when you do take, step back a little bit, then the guilt floods in. Like, yeah. oh man. And I should be somewhere else doing something else because nobody else is capable of doing what I do. So why should I be here doing anything that's for right. myself? That's it's like right. a vicious cycle. A it's vicious a terrible cycle. cycle. Yeah, and really I, good at I'm going to throw another wrench into it in that um, in Donovan's case, he even though he is low functioning and he does have on paper low intelligence he has incredible emotional smarts and spiritual smarts so he knows her buttons Mm -hmm. too so on top of it i know it sounds like you know these meek little people dependent on you they're not they're manipulative too they're teenagers so absolutely there would be times where donovan knew that cat like kathy already told him she won't be able to see him this weekend. There's this going on. She's very honest and open. What do you need? She could be on the phone with him for hours during the week. And then that Friday, he could call her yep. and lay a huge guilt oh, trip says, on her. He's like, you I don't, don't know. Or staff isn't giving me clean underwear. <gasps> oh, yeah. And she, he knows like that's her trigger. Like if he doesn't have clean stuff. Like I'm done. I, I'm driving there. I, it takes an hour to get there. I'm you driving. know what? One day, I hear you. one day he he said something and didn't know I was watching him. And he told Kathy, he thought he saw a bug in his bed and he's smiling because he wanted Kathy to do something for her, for him. And I was like, you little shit. I see you smiling. (laughs) And I was like, tell this, is that the truth? You know, I did that. And he was like, no, I'm just Josh, Josh, mom. He gets, so there's also that part. I I have a bug. I have a, uh, just a thing. I have a, a weird bug thing. Well, it's in bed. Not, not, yeah. like, not yeah. bugs on me. I'm fine. It's like yeah. like I just have a I just have like a cleanliness of ah. bed thing. So I I just am like it'll he, send her to a place, and he knows that, and he'll use that. He does use he does that. He's so. Oh my god! I just I have to love him right now. I love him. So much. <laughs> He's so sweet. I just love that baby. No, I love K- my baby. He's Kayla's amazing. a tough cookie too. Yeah. You know? yeah, she is, and I um. You know, that I, th- I think I have to protect her. And then I get reports and I'm like cringing. Like, yeah. oh my. She, oh, she did. What? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm never surprised. I'm like, I, sh- I was like, no, my kid did that. Like, I always, I never am surprised when well, I get I, I'm, I'm, well, I try. She is working. She works on the farm now. And, and Kayla loves um, loves little she looks like a little girl she's got these curly locks so beautiful and um she likes to wear jewelry and every and they had her in this workshop making tea bags filling tea bags it was like a bowl in a t- china <laughs> shop <laughs> like just throwing like hey <laughs> just like, like throwing. <laughs> she's like i can't sit here i mean she just needs to be moving all the time now she is on a farm working with boys that she pretty much comes up to their navel i'm not a big person kayla's not a big person super cute she's with these huge men because she's just a bull in a china shop she doesn't (laughs) want to do something yeah she's not gonna do it yeah yeah and if you don't pay attention to her she's gonna make sure that she is doing something (laughs) that's gonna get your intention yeah even if it means plowing down the little girl who is gently dainty right Right. Filling those tea bags. Right, right. It, Donovan's the same way. Yeah. Well, Donovan's one of my, <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. I think, I don't remember if I told this story, but Donovan was home for about a year for, he came home for about, we tried after he transitioned transit. Yeah. From 
he graduated from one residential place. So I wanted to try because he was about 11. So I thought, you know, I have to try. I have to say that I tried. Absolutely. It was not successful. (laughs) Very quickly, not successful. And he was on a bus and uh, the he had an issue with the bus driver and I just wanted to share this really quick and I'm waiting for him outside and there's a gang like I lived in (laughs) the story (laughs) and I lived and I have I have permission she was staying she was staying with our other sister who got a Rupco grant to buy a condo but it was in the hood okay right yeah so 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 Kathy's staying with her I'm between the guys wearing the white t-shirts and the guys wearing the blue t-shirts now to be to be clear we've already talked about this you don't know this but Kathy is a crip I'm a crip so I'm okay I'm okay I'm I'm (laughs) living peacefully I'm I'm not afraid of I'm not you know I'm just I'm just like hey what's up and they're like well you know everything's fine right I'm all good right so I don't like to cause any problems. Well, there was new action happening on the street and it was stressing me out and it was stressing Donovan out because there was always cops around. Mm. It was just really, that really wasn't a good place. And so I was having difficulty with a couple of the guys on the, who was wearing the white t-shirts. So I would have to sit and wait for the bus to come off and I would sit and I would be a little anxious, mm. right? So I'm sitting there waiting for the bus to come. Donovan gets off the bus and all of a sudden, the door opens, and Donovan's screaming. And he is screaming. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to get your ass. You know what? And he unbuttons. To the guys in oh, the T-shirts. To the, no, no. He's doing it to the, to he's the, bus, driver. the bus driver. Oh, he's mad at the bus driver. But the, the white T-shirts are watching Donovan get off the bus. I'm on the other side. The gang's on the other side. Donovan's in the middle. Okay. Setting the story up. Donovan takes off his <sighs> pants. Pulls down his pants, Wang hanging out, <laughs> and he goes, suck my dick, kiss my ass, fuck you, and puts his two fingers up in the air. And I'm like, <laughs> and the gangs are like, whoa, <laughs> and the bus driver's like, huh? And I'm like, oh my God, get in the house, get in the house. And he's like, fuck you, and he's like oh. screaming. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do here. Like, all right, get, in, you know, get the staff badge out, doing my safety plan. <laughs> this is not your child right now. You have to deal with this like you're like working for the county. Like you can do this. So I'm trying to be calm. And Donovan is out of the fucking control. And so I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the, and all of them are staring at Donovan. And Donovan's like, what the fuck are you looking at? I was like, oh. he's 11. He's 11. Same thing. 11. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're having problems. And one of the guys was ready to pot, like, didn't realize, like, he might have been special. Right, special right, right, right. So I had to kind of hurry up and just be like, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. So I didn't know what to say. I was like, I'm sorry. And then finally, he just kept on looking at those guys. And he's like, you're giving us a fucking problem. I'm going to give you a fucking problem. He was channeling every, I-, I think he was channeling, like, 10 people that could, like, probably, like, beat these guys up. So finally, I went, you know what? Yeah. I went, yeah to them. I'm like, yeah, say it, Donovan. Just, yeah. Like, I was encouraging him because I didn't know that he was out of control. So I was like, yeah. And I'm like, get in the, get in the house. Get in the goddamn house. Just get in the, yeah. Yeah. Get in the goddamn house, right? So meanwhile, his wang's hanging out. I can't get his pants up. We're going in the house. And he had just a full on, it was just like a nightmare. But the bottom line is I never had problems with the gangs. They never approached me again. And I never had a problem. But that poor kid, to not be able to process whatever was happening. Whatever the trigger whatever was. Whatever the trigger yeah. was, he couldn't get out of it. But here I am going, like, I couldn't stay in that spot in the neighborhood either because oh. he was just, it was just a lot. But it was one. And, and now we talk about the story and we laughed so hard. He goes, Mom, remember when I pulled oh. my wang out? I was like, ha, that was great. I was like, <laughs> he's like, wasn't that crazy? Wasn't I crazy? I'm like, no, I think you couldn't tell the bus driver that you were mad at him for saying something that you didn't mean. Mm. And he goes, yeah, I know that. But right now, that was a funny picture. <laughs> it never bothered you again. You know, he's able to look at his. Yes. Because I can tell you a million incidents in public that we've had. <laughs> and that's just one of my favorite ones <laughs> that I've had to get over. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and, he, and how, how great he is. I just want to like, you know, because we can talk a long time about this. Is that there's so many rewards if you choose to look at yes. it. But I don't think we could look at it if we didn't practice that self-care, like yeah. that, that practice, right. that spiritual True. practice. And how I bet now, like your daughter's just like amazing and she's, you can't believe that how old she is, right? You can't believe it. Where's time gone, right? I mean, yeah, she's, she's, 
She is. She's my sunshine on a good day. Yeah. 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 And sometimes not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, even last night, yeah, it was a Mother's Day and uh, we were hanging out. I, she was had been up since three o'clock in the morning. Wasn't thrilled about that. But at 7.30 last night, we were cuddled up in her bed watching a movie, and that was really, really great. That's right. Really great. That That's was really so great, nice, right? right? So, you know, it's... it's uh, you take the blessings yeah. where you can definitely Donovan get them. taught me compassion, because... Because Donovan's so overflowing much. with compassion. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I actually... No, you're very compassionate. I actually... Uh, yeah, I have a soft spot for... For lots of things. And Donovan really taught me that. The other mm. thing that he taught me was uh, small successes. Mm -hmm. How to celebrate small successes and to understand that the accumulation of small successes lead to big success. And so when you're able to celebrate the small successes and when you think that something should be a crisis, it also teaches you like that's no fucking crisis. Oh, no. Uh, right? Sure. You can handle. <laughs> yeah. Sure. When you see somebody yeah. go, you're like, huh, I got this. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's about perspective. Absolutely. You have such a, when you, when you have to, when your whole soul is is kind of you have this assignment i call it we have an assignment like donovan's my assignment i was given him because i knew <laughs> i think you're my assignment <laughs> i'm just staring at donna right now <laughs> everybody needs an assignment i know i have <laughs> one i have one Listen, i'm looking I'm at glad. her i'm looking at her well donna, <laughs> i look at donovan how i cope with it is that because I feel like, you know, and like, I'm only going to go on my belief. I believe I was, you know, the universe and God gave me Donovan because they knew that I would not hurt my child. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for him, whatever his karma is, to do his karma in a safe way. Mm. So by that spiritual perspective that I've learned in my spiritual practice <laughs> is, is really understanding how to love detached how to not take on Donovan's pain because it's a pain he has to have. Mm. So if I'm upset and he's upset, nobody's helping anybody. So through the spiritual practice, I've learned to love detach and kind of validate. It must be really hard for you. I, I always say to him, it must be really hard for you to feel like you have no control over your life, but these are the things you do have control mm. over. Um, I, I've been a better parent that way. I've been a better person to myself. Mm -hmm. I have a lot more compassion for myself. I, I let go of that guilt that I was, I do the best with what I was given right. at that time because in the time that our kids were young, we didn't have services and help. So we had sure. to rely on ourselves and our, and our mouths yeah. and our heart. Yeah. And that's why we're so amazing and special. <laughs> that's why we're special parents. You know, it's, it's a different kind of, you kind of like, um, you have to arrive. I think, yeah, definitely. You have to arrive. It took a long time to come. A lot of, a lot of um, mourning the loss of what I thought of a life perfect was child going to look like, yeah. and, and and the child that I gave birth to, and um, I think mourning the loss that this is as good as it's good. This is we're not getting. It's not really going to be okay. It's going to going to be a challenge it's, it's going to be, be what it is but it's yours yeah. yeah yeah and you know i you know getting used to people saying it's going to be okay hmm. yeah. not okay there's always going to be something else coming along and it might not be okay and being okay with the fact that it might not be okay and what does that mean what does right. okay mean right right it, yeah you know it's there's always going i feel there's always going to be something ahead and getting used to that fact that there's going to be something ahead until I'm not here anymore and letting go of that fact that it might not be okay when I'm not here to pull it together who's mm. going to pick up the pieces that was huge for me to come to the just I think the part of my spiritual journey has been to just be in the moment, stop looking so yes. far ahead yes. um, and know that I'm doing the best I can right now. And hopefully, God willing, somebody will step in there um, because the challenge is not going away. 
Mm. There's always going to be somebody having to make sure that she's cared for in the way that um, that I really want her future to be because there will be those people in their lives that don't care for them to the to the utmost level that I think that our special needs population or our old elderly population yes. or our mentally ill population, yeah. these whole population that sometimes we forget needs to be cared for with very special people. Sometimes the wrong people get in those jobs. <laughs> yeah. There's no avoiding that. But you know what? Thank God they have us. That's right. And you know what? So you know, that's so sad. Now I'm like, oh, yes, it's true. It's so true. And, you know, that's the that's the one thing that I um, I don't feed into, like for myself, is this, is like I said, I, I kind of look at Donovan and I said, okay, Donovan, you have this karmic path. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to give you and teach you the most I can. Right. Because I am your charismatic adult. Right. Dr. Brooks. And it's like all they need is one charismatic adult to make it through. And so I'm very fortunate. Uh, well, not I am I am his charismatic adult. Mm. Like if something happens to him it's on me. I have to figure this out. You know, even though I have family, that's mm-hmm. their life. Even though it's Sophie, she's not responsible for him. That's right. That's so right. so I've made I've made arrangements for that and I also tr- I'm trying to work with Donovan to understand he has to be his best advocate. And sure. understand that. So, I mean, we all have these these things we worry about, even with kids who don't have you specific a- absolutely. needs. Absolutely. But I think that, uh, again, loving detached, understanding it's their karmic path, understanding we're giving them the best that we have, and they're going to take from it. They're going to take from it. Sure. Their spirit will lead their way. Yes. And I believe that. You know, that's, that reminds me of, of our, of our cousin, uh, uh, you know, Marianne and Joe. Yeah, and yeah, our our aunt took care of uh, her son. Oh yeah, her uh, brother. Her brother. Yeah, who um, I don't. What was he was bedridden? He had polio. And, oh wow. No, no, not polio. What did he no. have? No, I don't remember. It was a debilitating disease that yeah. required constant care, and she like was not f- going to hospitalize him. And he died within 24 hours of his death, and he died of a broken heart. The whole neighborhood he heard died 24 him. 24 hours of her death. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And I think about that, and I th- and I, that actually inspires me. Yes. Not that I want you know, I, I always say, like when parents who have children who have just dis- children with disabilities that are so like like that, um, less functioning is this: trust in your child's spirit. If you trust in this child's spirit, um, there's no loss. There's no loss. For, I'm not worried about Donovan. Because Donovan's going to know exactly what to do. If he wants to be here and function and do it and make it the best and he's going to be protected, I know people will care for him because I just, I have that, I have that in my heart that I know I will provide in some way that at least one person cares about my child. He's going to be okay. And then I'm going to talk to his spirit and say, trust, tell Don, trust your spirit. If you don't want to be, don't be here. Don't be here because you're going to, you're in my heart, you're forever. And it really takes the weight off of that that enabling piece we do as parents. Sure. Yeah. Our parents left us. They weren't too worried about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 and they were like, yeah. Our parents left, and it's like you know we made it through. We saw, we have we have situations where they have children that have needs. Yeah. They're functioning. They're figuring it out. Life moves on. But we are all separate beings. We are all separate. We are the vehicles to bring their karmic path exactly where they're supposed to be. And that's what keeps me hanging on. And that's what inspires me. And that's why I look at Donovan and I was like, whatever information you're gathering for your planet, you're doing it. Mm. And he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Going back to aliens. (laughs) (laughs) That holds around. It's true. I said, I don't know what. You're, you're he's from somewhere different that you came here to collect mental stuff right you're do, you're in it so you're doing a great job and i know he understands that i said i'm here to make sure that you collect safely mm. collect your information safely for whatever your contract is and i know that's talking very out there but that's where i am that's where i am and that's what i believe in 
She's looking at me like I'm crazy. She's <laughs> like, nice. I think that's your <laughs> truth. <laughs> <laughs> it is my most authentic yes, viewpoint. That is your most canary self. <laughs> canary self ever. I sing my own song. You sing your own song. I sing my own song. But it makes sense to me and it makes sense to Donovan and yes, it makes sense to my children. A, that's all that matters. My child, both my children, I talk to them the same way. I was like, you have your own karmic path. I'm here while you do your work mm-hmm. safely and then you figure out what your next path is. And they're, we're a very spiritual family. We're a very connected spiritual mm-hmm. family and that's what's kept us being who we are. Yeah. So I'm not doubting one ounce of whatever messages I get, whether kooky or not. It's it's a message that makes us be able to be our best selves. Yes. So we can function and enjoy life while we're here. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, it can take it down fast. It can. It can. It can take it down fast. Yeah. We've been talking for more than an hour. Oh, my God. We're out of control. We're out of control. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We could talk about this. Uh, did you talk enough? Did you want to say more? Because no, I feel I like I talked so much. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I enjoyed listening and learning and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn, it was so nice to meet you. You are an incredible person. Thank you so much for taking care of Kayla, and that's your assignment, and you're doing an amazing job. She's so fortunate. Thank so were you. you. And just to know, just to have that connection is amazing. And uh, thank you for doing your yoga work. And you're going to teach me how to do a penguin. What am I doing? Pigeon. Pigeon. I'm doing a pigeon. Pigeon. We're going to do some yin pigeon right now. So she's going to teach me a pigeon. (laughs) Teach you a pigeon. She's going to teach me a pigeon. Pigeon. It's like saying smoking the pot. (laughs) I do say that. Pigeon. So thank you. High five. All right. High five. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. High five. High five. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.